Hey, thank you for listening to the Garverar Show. Each episode, we provide quality sports discussions from a diverse group of perspectives. Tune in every week to hear us talking about your favorite topics. Hello, everyone. My name is Yori, and I'm your host for the Garverora Show. In this episode, we discuss the Eagles at the Cowboys and their next week's matchup against the Buffalo Bills. We also talk about this week's division drama in the NFC West. And we'll also be giving out our weekly awards. So stay tuned. But first, let's head back to AT&T Stadium, where the Eagles suffered arguably the worst loss of the Doug Peterson era, falling to the Cowboys 37-10. Wentz completed just 60% of his passes for 191 yards, a touchdown, an interception, and two lost fumbles. The Eagles offense also rushed for a combined 115 yards. On the other hand, Dak Prescott went 21 for 27, 239 yards, a touchdown, and one interception. The Cowboys also managed to rush for a total of 189 yards. This game was painful to watch. Garb, what have we learned from Sunday's game? Well, we learned the Eagles aren't a Super Bowl team. I mean, we learned they're not even a playoff caliber team right now. And that's for several reasons. I mean, let's start with the time of possession battle. The Philadelphia Eagles had 27 minutes and 38 seconds as opposed to Dallas's 32 minutes and 22 seconds. Then on top of that, you know, you lose that time of possession battle and then you lose a turnover battle. And the Eagles fumbled on their first two possessions leading to a pair of touchdowns. And before that, Dallas was the only team in the National Football League that did not start a single drive past midfield. They started two in the first quarter past midfield. You practically gave Dallas every chance to get ahead early, and that was the end-all be-all. I mean, the end-all be-all was in the first quarter for the Eagles. That's insane. On top of that, Dallas finished with 189 yards rushing, 116 more than the average that the Eagles allowed all season. Remember, they were the second-ranked rushing defense before Dallas. And then you have things offensively going on. You know, Carson still looks to have no help, and Carson didn't even have a good game himself. But Carson had no help. Ertz, who's one of the NFL's best tight ends, does not have it going at all. I mean, according to Pro Football Reference, in 2018, Zach Ertz averaged 7.3 catches per game, 72.7 yards per game, and 4.5 first downs per game. Now in 2019, those numbers are drastically lower, and that definitely relates to how the team is performing on the field and the success. 2019, 5 catches per game. 57.7 yards per game, and only 2.7 first downs per game. I mean, that's unacceptable. He's your top playmaker. Deshaun Jackson's not even on the field. This is more of an incentive to give it to your top playmaker, and I believe he only got five targets. I mean, in a divisional game on the road where you know you're going to need these guys to step up, you don't even give them a chance. And I don't understand it. Doug Peterson made that guarantee on WIP, and I know he tried to retract it in his postgame. You can't say things like that and then expect to get away with it in the NFL. 
Dallas really put a beating on the Eagles. I mean, Amari Cooper, we didn't even think this guy would play, and he put up 106 yards. That should speak how bad the secondary is for Philadelphia. So what have we learned? We learned that the Eagles are in a Super Bowl team right now, and they're not even a playoff team right now. They really need to fix up on some things before next week's game against Buffalo. Well, the trade deadline is coming up next week, and we have all seen this team not improve you can even argue that they've even gotten worse is there a realistic trade here that can improve the Eagles roster or will it even matter for this year well yeah there are certainly some improvements they can make I mean primarily speaking with the secondary I know Jalen Ramsey is off the table now but you can look into other options like Patrick Peterson with the Cardinals or Chris Harris Jr. who can still be a shutdown cornerback but you know of course with age and their age in specific you are reaching for that territory where you don't know how many years these guys have left it could be a couple of years they could last for a really long time who knows but cornerbacks are typically like running backs in a way where as they start hitting that 30 mark and beyond they start to dissipate in talent I won't say this I mean your point was excellent does it even matter this year I mean Let's talk about the next upcoming games for the Eagles because they're playing Buffalo as we'll get into, but also Chicago, New England, and Seattle. Those are the next four games for the Eagles, and oh my lord, I mean, that's a tough schedule, and say what you will about the Bears quarterback situation, Buffalo, you can even say they played some, you know, illegitimate teams, but they look good, all these teams look good, and the fact is, right now, all these teams look better than the Eagles, so unless they make some drastic change when it comes to an acquisition, or it comes to just philosophy-wise, they need to do something, because right now, they are digging themselves a hole that they're not going to get out of by the end of this year. So I told you guys to leave your immediate reaction following Dallas's game on both my account and the Eagle Zone. And we got over 90 responses, so thank you so much. We only can go through a few of them, but I want to definitely read some that caught my eye. The first comment is coaching staff needs to totally rethink their approach to play calling. Complete disaster. Well, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, defensively, the Philadelphia Eagles look like they don't even know where they are half the time. And offensively, they don't create enough explosive plays. I mean, you cannot win in this league without explosive plays. The Eagles don't have enough of those. The next comment is trade deadline. Howie needs to trade for more than just a cornerback. That's an interesting take. I think that's a right take to have, honestly, because we see the Eagles have holes everywhere and not just at cornerback. I mean, linebacker is pretty thin. Other positions are pretty thin after Deshaun and Alshon. It gets really thin at wide receiver. So, yeah, I would totally agree with you. If they need them this year, you can make an argument for that, but they definitely need them in this offseason. The next comment, it's Howie's fault. No linebacker, no cornerback, no wide receiver depth. Nelson Aguilar needs to go. Deshaun Jackson is old. Jordan Howard is average. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) those are a lot of takes in one, but can you really argue against any of them? I mean, they are thin at linebacker. They are thin at corner. They really have no wide receiver depth. Jordan Howard hasn't been as explosive as we thought he would be and Deshaun Jackson is climbing up there in age I mean Deshaun Jackson hasn't been healthy for the longest time so yeah I totally agree with most of those points 
And for the last comment of the day, all this told me is that this team needs to wake the F up. It's not 2017 anymore. Grow has got to go. Yeah, Grow has to go. Frank Reich in 2017, we saw the impact he made on this team. And one can say... Doug shouldn't need that because he's the play caller here. But at the same time, you do need a supporting cast around you. And I think Mike Groh is the worst example of a supporting cast. Groh is very bad. This team since that 2017 Super Bowl run. In 2018, they've been pretty mediocre. They need to make a change in management offensively. Again, thank you for all your comments. But Garv, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier. And that is the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are 5-1 and one for the first time since 2008, but the Eagles have more talent, better stats, but not a better overall record. The Eagles are underdogs heading into this match. Garv, will the Eagles be able to start turning their season around starting this Sunday? Yeah, I mean, they absolutely better turn it around. Because let me tell you, this is probably your last chance to get on track right now. Because if you lose against Buffalo, things are going to get really bad. You think they're bad now? Things are going to get even worse. Let's talk about Buffalo for a second. They played New York. They played uh, both New York teams, actually. They played the Bengals. They played the Titans. They played the Dolphins. They won against all those teams. They lost against the Patriots in a close game where Allen went out um, because of a concussion. This is a team that the Eagles can beat even in Buffalo. And the Eagles, I do agree with you. They are the better team talent-wise here. The Eagles really need to come out and prove it. Because if they lose this game, the Eagles can be 3-5. and five, And the last time the Eagles were 3-5, and five, it actually worked out pretty well for them. But you can't bank on long-term success later in the year like you did in previous years. I'm sorry, you do not get under 500 in this league and keep consistently coming back from it. I mean, this is not 2017 as we have said. It's not the underdog story. I mean, this team going into this year on paper we thought was the best team in the NFC and we thought was a true competitor to win the Super Bowl. Right now, they don't even look like a playoff competitor, as we said. They can get on a roll here, starting against Buffalo. And if they lose against Buffalo, then I think you can start to see this season might be coming to an end. Because they have three very tough games, granted, all at home after that. But they have three very tough games coming up, one being with New England. So they really need to beat Buffalo. They should have beat Dallas and taken care of business. But now they're even more of a hole. And if they lose this game, their season might very well be over so what has to change in order for the Eagles to get a win over Buffalo on Sunday my key is you have to pressure Josh Allen and you have to make him commit some bad throws and some bad turnovers to win this game because up until now this defense hasn't really been doing anything you know in terms of pressuring the quarterback Fletcher Cox just got his first sack this Sunday night against Dallas. That is unacceptable if you're Fletcher Cox. You should not be waiting until week six, week seven to be getting your first sack. And then on top of that, the defense as a collective unit only got three sacks. I mean, Dak Prescott might as well had all day to throw. It was 
truly pathetic on the Eagles standpoint. This defense really has to be committing those turnovers for that offense to be in great field position, sort of like Dallas did to Philadelphia. That's the key to winning football games, especially being on the road. You cannot do the same thing against Dallas that you did against Buffalo, otherwise you will lose this football game. Josh Allen is still a rookie. You can take advantage here. It's time to step up. All right, it's time to get into this week's division drama, where we analyze the most intriguing division in the National Football League. And this week, we're talking NFC West. Let's work our way up and start with the Cardinals. They have had the fewest turnovers in the league. Through seven games, they've only turned the ball over four times. They've also won three straight and have had no turnovers in those three consecutive wins. Down in LA, the Rams just obliterated the Falcons, and now they have two of the very best defensive players in the league. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. They head to London this week to play the Bengals and they could potentially enter their bye week with a record of 5-3. As for the Seahawks, Lamar Jackson had an amazing game and the Seahawks made two uncharacteristic turnovers. Both returned for a touchdown. The Seahawks are missing both of their tight ends and they go on the road to Atlanta next week. Now Garb, my question is, can this be the division where three teams make the playoffs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do think these three teams are going to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm not including the Cardinals there. They're not a part of the three teams. But the 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams are all competitors to come out of this NFC. I truly believe that. I mean, the Rams, you saw the acquisition they made with Jalen Ramsey. They also have Aaron Donald. Todd Gurley can be good. Um, Jared Goff is great in Sean McVay's system. Russell Wilson with the Seahawks always gives you a chance to win. And the 49ers right now, you know, even though that game in Washington was sloppy and blame the weather, blame whatever, but 49ers are playing Perfect football, literally. They're 6-0. You look at some other teams, the Vikings are there, they're 5-2. The Packers are there, they're 6-1 leading the division. Who knows who's going to win that division in the future. Detroit can even come back for a wild card spot. The Saints, the Panthers, I mean the Panthers, you know, right now with Kyle Allen, they're playing winning football. I mean, they're 4-2. and two. And then who knows, even the Eagles might need that wild card spot for the playoffs because with Dallas winning that game on Sunday night, you now have to win that tiebreaker, which means winning that later game in the year. And that's a lot of things to win the division. So you need to get in the wild card at least. There's a lot of competition, sure, but this division is the best division in football. And on top of that, I really do believe anybody in this division, besides the Cardinals, of course, but those three teams that we're talking about, I believe any one of them can go to the Super Bowl. And as promised, we go into our favorite segment of the show, the Awards of the Week. Every week, we give out personal awards to people who never fail to disappoint. The first award is called my Uber guy had a higher rating than you. And this award goes to Sam Darnold. He had a 3.6 passer rating. 3.6. Yeah, 3.6. That's a pretty low number. Uh, the, <laughs> the second award for us goes to this week's incompetent performance of the week. And who I'm giving this to is the Denver Broncos organization. I mean, Patrick Mahomes leaves the game early, and you lose 30-6. to six. Like, come on now. I mean, on Thursday night, yeah, and 
at home. You're totally right. I mean, you know, Joe Flacco, I thought <laughs> Joe Flacco could actually play quarterback, but, you know, it's looking like John Elway is somehow becoming worse and worse at evaluating quarterback talent. That's, that's pretty incompetent. And our third award is called Forgetting to Show Up. This award goes to the Eagles secondary. They truly never failed to disappoint. You're most certainly right, they never disappoint, especially in big games. And keeping it with the same team, my jackass of the week is Howie Roseman. I mean, we saw the trades that went down today. Mohamed Sanu going to the Patriots, Emmanuel Sanders going to the 49ers, but we haven't seen Howie pull the trigger yet. And the longer they wait for the deadline next week, the less time and leverage they actually have in all negotiations. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, Emmanuel Sanders, and Mohamed Sanu all went for just picks, which you have plenty of at your disposal. If you genuinely think you're a win-now team, then stop waiting, stop the BS, and commit to winning right now. So, thank you for listening to the Garverar Show. It's been dreadful, but a privilege talking Eagles football with you guys. Tune in Thursday as we have our Sports Zone Today insider, Casey, to talk about what is happening in the World Series, the Yankees' loss in the ALCS, and the future of Cam Newton. Next week, we'll be talking post-game after Buffalo, and later in the week here, an exclusive episode with special guest Charles Dupres, who I met in Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. The assistant coach, by the way, who just won it all with the Toronto Raptors. Can't wait to have him on. He's awesome. So, thanks for listening to the Garver Show. I can't wait to be back with you guys. Enjoy your day.